Now, for only the second time since the 1980s, the number of inmates at Cook County Jail is hovering under 5,000. Experts are saying that that's likely due to the elimination of cash bail, what's known as the Pre-Trial Fairness Act that went into effect a month ago. Here with more information is Chip Mitchell, WBEZ's criminal justice reporter. Hey, Chip. Morning, Sasha. So you found that the jail population started decreasing more than a month before the Pre-Trial Fairness Act took effect. Why? Yeah, it's been uh, on the decline since early August, and um, that's uh, a t- you know August or, or September. Though, that's a time when the jail is usually swelling with inmates. Um, so the week ending yesterday, and then it continued after cash bail was elim- eliminated. Actually, the drop picked up pace. So the week ending yesterday had an average daily population of 4,944. That's more than 11% lower than the first week of August. Mm -hmm. And as you said, Sasha, it's only the second time since the 1980s that we've had jail numbers uh, hovering below 5,000. The first was during the early months of COVID when officials were thinning out the jail population because of a big outbreak among detainees. Mm. So were experts that you talked with, Chip, surprised to see this dip in the numbers? No. Um, uh, of course, this is what advocates were hoping for. And, and um, I, I haven't spoken with any researchers, anyone involved in the criminal justice system that's surprised. Um, and it looks like um, uh, before cash bail was eliminated, so in the weeks uh, bef- before, it, uh, starting at definitely by early August, judges were already starting to take the law into consideration, like, you know, why should I... Uh, uh, give this guy a, a, a big uh, bail amount when the, uh, he could be back be, uh, in a hearing before me as soon as we eliminate cash bail. Um, and then the researchers su- suspect that the jail shrinkage um, overall um, has to do with quicker re- release of defendants who formerly would have spent, um, you know, they were going to get out, but they would have spent days, maybe even weeks coming up with their bail money. So mm-hmm. Um, that that makes a lot, uh, you know, there's not so much churn in the jail and people who are arrested, they're getting out, at, um, you know, after uh, just a, maybe a night in the lockup. And I want to make sure that everyone's understanding this. It's not necessarily that fewer people are being arrested, right? It's that they aren't being held in jail before trial. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And so the the people that are getting out more quickly, um, they would co- uh, especially include a lot of people uh, on felony drug possession and theft charges. So less like uh, more likely them than uh, people who are on charges of uh, violent crimes. So you talked with someone who's been monitoring courts to see how it's going when judges make their consideration about whether someone does pose a risk of, of not coming to their trial. What did they find? Well, yeah, um, Loyola University Chicago, their criminal justice department, um, they they have uh, uh, some professors and a team of students that are watching these detention, these first appearance hearings, they're called now, not bond hearings anymore, and detention hearings um, in Cook County Court. Um, so the detention hearings, now this is a new process where um, there has to be evidence discovery and where the prosecutors actually have to make a case that a defendant poses a, 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 a safety or a flight risk. And then the, what's, which is, what's especially new is that the defense attorneys get more time to spend with their client and they have more evidence and they can argue against it. And it's a, it's a whole little hearing. And um, I've watched some and they, you know, they can last 
20, 30, 40 minutes even. Mm. Um, so Loyola professor David Olson, I was talking with him, he said judges so far, his, his uh, takeaway is that they seem to be following the law's intention and they are considering what risks, if any, the defendants pose to public safety, um, any history of violence, and whether they're likely to keep showing up in court. Those are the two criteria. And, um, you know, if they pass those criteria, um, they are, they're in most cases, they're to be released. And they're expecting a, a fluctuation in the, the number of inmates? Yeah, well, there's a weekly fluctuation. So every Monday, the the, the jail hits its highest number. And, and um, um, toward the end of the week, uh, they tend to be lower. And um, so, yeah, what, what could really happen here, um, there's... There's a couple of things that could happen. So we've generally seen the numbers declining since August, as as I said. They're mm-hmm. they're hovering under five thousand now, but um, the researchers are watching a couple types of defendants really closely because uh, they they say that uh, the jail population could bottom out and start creeping back up. And and the two types of defendants they're really watching closely are one people charged with domestic battery. Um, historically, a lot of those defendants have been able to bond bond out, post their bond very quickly. Um, but now, you know, they, they may actually be uh, found to uh, a safety, but they may end up staying locked up a lot longer and there's no bond mechanism in place. So they're not, it's not like they're going to be able to post bond if they're deemed to be a significant uh, safety threat, for mm-hmm. example, to their victim. Um, the, another type of defendant that uh, they're really watching closely are people who are charged uh, with illegal weapons possession. Um, most of them have no prior conviction. So it'll be really interesting if these alleged uh, weapons, weapons violators, if they're held or if they're released. Now, just those two types of defendants alone, if they end up getting detained and then they, they stay in jail for weeks, even months, um, it could eventually uh, start driving the jail population back up again, Sasha. I see. Uh, and advocates of the end of cash bail, they were concerned that money bond would get replaced with electronic monitoring. So far, though, that's that's not happening, right? No, not not on any big scale, at least. Um, we've been uh, watching then. I've been watching those numbers very closely. Um, there are there are uh, there's a electronic monitoring program pro- run by the sheriff. There's two others run by under the chief judge's office. And those two together since early August. So in this time when we when we've been seeing the jail numbers decline, the electronic monitoring population has increased less than 2%. So at least on any large scale in Cook County, judges uh, don't appear to be um, using electronic monitoring as a substitute for jail. What are you keeping an eye on from here? Well, I'm going to be watching these numbers carefully, and and I will um, especially be uh, looking at those two types of crimes, domestic violence and uh, illegal weapons possession. I'm going to be relying a lot on the experts who mm-hmm. who uh, have, a, have a, a lot more uh, hands on deck to, to follow these things closely and, and do all the data analysis, Sasha. <laughs> Interesting reporting. That's WBEZ's Chip Mitchell. Thanks so much. My pleasure.